I often say if, if we took the Bible seriously, we'd be at the front of the line demanding climate action, as in fact many people who call themselves Christians are. This week, the Minnesota Climate Adaptation Partnership recognized leaders in climate solutions with its Climate Adaptation Awards. The keynote speaker, Catherine Hayhoe, is doing that work in an increasingly polarized place in American culture. Catherine is the chief scientist for the Nature Conservancy and an evangelical Christian. She often talks about her work through the lens of her faith. Her recent book is called Saving Us, A Climate Scientist's Case for Hope and Healing in a Divided World. Hi, Catherine. Welcome back to ClimateCast. Thank you so much for having me. So you've been called an evangelical climate scientist, I know, by the New York Times. How does your faith and your science combine in your approach as a climate communicator? Well, I know that to some that might sound like an oxymoron these days, but the reality is, is I am a climate scientist because I'm a Christian. Climate change is not only an environmental issue, which is also a health issue. It's a food and a water issue. And most importantly of all, climate change is a justice issue. So how can mm-hmm. I not do everything I can to help fix this problem? And, you, you know, it's interesting because the Vatican sent a delegation to COP26 last year, right? The Pope was planning to attend. What do you make of that? And do you think it could make a difference? Yes. So although the Pope was not able to attend, there was definitely a large faith contingent The head of the World Evangelical Alliance was there. Um, They represent 600 million evangelicals around the world. There were theologians, there were Christian organizations marching in the climate marches there. The vast majority of people, both in the U.S. and around the world, some aspect of their values tend to be shaped by their faith tradition, whether they are practicing today or not. And when you look at any major faith tradition, they all have at their core some aspect of good stewardship over nature or creation and caring for those less fortunate than us. And those are the only values we need to care about a changing climate. In fact, I often say if if we took the Bible seriously, we'd be at the front of the line demanding climate action, as in fact many people who call themselves Christians are, rather than dragging our feet at the back, as unfortunately many in the United States who call themselves Christians are. How do you approach that? How do we talk to people who simply don't accept the science, or is it more effective to preach to the rest of the choir that does? First of all, 70% of us are already worried about climate change, but 50% of us don't know where to start. We feel hopeless and helpless, and only 8% of us are activated. So those conversations with people who are already worried but don't know what to do, they are probably the most important conversations that we can have. So how do we have conversations with the other 30% though? Well, Often it begins with understanding, and I talk about this quite a bit in my book, that they don't truly have a problem with the science. It's the same science that explains how airplanes fly and how stoves heat food, and most people don't reject those. The problem is is they don't think we can fix it. They don't understand what real solutions look like. So ironically, talking about what real climate solutions look like and how they can be practical and beneficial and constructive and clean up our air and our water and make healthier soils and, you know, a safer, better world for all of us, it's the same answer to both groups. What are your top ideas for our listeners to be really become a bigger part of that climate solution? I would encourage listeners to engage their climate shadow. It's basically how we interact with each other. So whoever you are, you're part of other groups that are greater than yourself. And when you use your voice to talk about why climate change matters to you in your neighborhood or to you as kayakers as, or to you as parents of you know, young children in your school, And what you could do working together, that's when we engage our climate shadow, and that's when we can really, truly change the world. 
Great advice. Nature Conservancy Chief Scientist and keynote speaker at this week's Climate Adaptation Awards in Minnesota, Catherine Hayhoe. Thanks for your great work and for joining us again on ClimateCast. Thank you so much for having me. That's ClimateCast. I'm NPR Chief Meteorologist Paul Hutner. <laughs>